भड़ी 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 रहा भड़ी साहोर बाहुबली Hi everybody, I'm Scott. Hello, I'm Julie. And this is a good story is hard to find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. <laughs> Bahubali. Did I do it right? <laughs> Bahubali. Bahubali. Oh Please my goodness. Please come and save us. <laughs> oh, you you have you told me about these this pair of movies. How many years ago was it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Whenever I first saw them, 20. Gosh, yeah. when did we start watching Indian movies? That's a good question. This movie, the, the first one, Bahu Bali the Beginning, was released mm-hmm. in 2015. Okay. And then um, the other one was a couple years later. That's one sign that they were popular because in India, you'll get sequels to things, but it might be four or five years later. They've got other stuff going on. Well, th- this one seems to have been planned for two. Yes, obviously. Yes, because the conclusion of the first movie means we it's, have more to say. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger with, and so epic. It's all very epic. Oh my gosh! But it's um, it's South Indian. It's in Telugu. They filmed it, I think, in Telugu and Tamil originally, two different languages, and then of course it's dubbed in Hindi and you know captioned in English. This is also unusual because South Indian movies tend to be small movies or smaller because the audience is small and they can't get as much money and they're, they're a big driving film industry, but compared to Hindi movies, Bollywood, not so much. So um, what will happen is a lot of times their movies will get remade as Hindi movies Ah. with, you know, the Hindi Mm -hmm. stars that everybody loves. So, um, and vice versa. I mean, they don't tend to watch each other's movies that much, but this movie took everyone by storm. And we discovered it because Tom was working with um, an Indian guy who was in India and he, they started talking about movies and Tom's like, we've been trying to find some that are accessible. And he's saying things like, Oh, Slumdog Millionaire. We're like, no, that's English. Mm-hmm. You know? And finally he says, well, there is Bahubali. <laughs> we went and spell it, please. <laughs> and the library oh, had the DVD oh, because we have the most amazing library in the world. Uh-huh. And we watched it and went, Oh my gosh. <laughs> when, when is part two out? Yes. And they had that DVD. So oh, we great. didn't have to wait more than a week to see both pieces. And we were so knocked out by this movie. Yes. As was I. Oh, good. As was I. Why, why did I resist? Is the question. You know, resistance <laughs> is futile, as someone said. Yes. <laughs> but this was uh, one of the most epic, um, enjoyable, and at times deep, and mythic. It was just fantastic. And it's also fun. Yes. Even Very though, enjoyable. Yeah. Even though, you know, there's a lot of warfare, there's a lot of, you know, warriors fighting individually and everything. It is so over the top and so epic. It's like you took Marvel and crossed it with the Lord of the Rings. Wow. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. That's a, that's an excellent description. Yeah. Cause there, there are these, you know, mythic impossible things that happen, you know, over the top stuff that, uh, 
are just endearing as heck. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, that's 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 awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, and the stunt choreography and uh, the battle choreography. Yes. And the dances, of course. There aren't tons oh, of dances, but let's that, yeah. It's it's so very Marvel. I mean, yeah. you know, like, you know, the the choreographed fight scenes, you know, with the poses in between and oh, the, well. you know, I'm flying through the air holding a pose, you know, <laughs> just all that stuff. Um, and it is awesome. It's really great. Yeah. And in a sense, it's better than Marvel because no one is depending on anything but their own abilities here. Now, the, the main, there are two brothers one is very bad and one is very good. Bahubali, our hero. Yes. And his son Shivu, very good people. And they also seem to have this mythic, godlike, demigodlike strength. And so does yeah. the bad guy. <laughs> and so they also have, you know, huge bunches of warriors and everybody is doing their thing. But when these guys are fighting, it's nobody worries about is it realistic? They're just. Like, no, this would be cool. Let's do this. Like the thing where they climb up the palm tree Mm -hmm. and and let the fly. And it's a bunch of guys who have interlocked arms and big shields. And so they, they in the air, go into a circle. And this is a a bit of on YouTube that went viral that, um, gosh, a famous American director or screenwriter saw it and went, oh, wow. And he did a clip that everybody saw. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and they, they wind up in this ring in the air, and they land on their feet and ready to fight. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, epic stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clicking their shields together and making a little <laughs> fortress. You know, it, it's just great. Um, loved it. Oh, and there were some, some machines that they used to... Uh, the lawnmower of the death. The lawnmower of specifically. death. <laughs> yes, the lawnmower of death. That's a, that's the perfect way to call that. Yeah. You picture an upside down lawnmower with huge uh, swords coming out of it, clicking around as the guy drives it around the field of battle, and with being pushed by two huge bulls, or maybe it's mm. four. I was real worried about them. Don't go too fast, bulls. Yep. Hope you're held away. Oh, too good. Too good. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, the guy driving it made the wrong decision. Well, he was very bad. He was very he was bad. epically bad. And mm-hmm. it's everything about this movie is epic. And I was realizing it, re-watching it, thinking about discussing it. It you know it from the beginning. It mm. becomes very obvious as you're watching the shots and the lighting and the posing. And and I have to say there's a lot of posing because, you know, people have to, they get into their chairs the best possible way. They stand there and <laughs> deliver a speech in the most amazing way. Um, and all the expression is really done through close-ups on their faces, like the Queen Mother, uh, Sivagami, mm. who was amazing, I think. Yes, I agreed. She, yeah, but they would they would do all the acting that way because she was busy posing too. And it it was very effective. Yeah. No one was better at the posing than Pravis, of course, who (laughs) had the famous double role. Yes. As we may remember in Indian movies, a double role is much beloved. And he's lucky because he plays both the father and the son. Yeah. And they're basically have the same wonderful attributes. So he doesn't have to change characters much. Other than one's kind of a country bumpkin at the beginning. 
Yeah. So at the at the very opening of the movie, um, well, first there's this impossibly tall waterfall, you know, that is separating these two worlds in a way, or two kingdoms, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, at the bottom of the waterfall is where we start, and there is a woman there who is injured, and she's got a baby that she's carrying, and um, she's got. Uh, soldiers chasing her and she dispatches them, you know, which immediately tells me, you know, this is a special woman right here. <laughs> <laughs> she, she has an arrow on her back. We see at some point and we're yes, like, oh, yeah. no wonder she's having a hard time. And then she sees the soldiers following her and she hides behind the reeds and she jumps out because she walks backwards. So her tracks just disappear at some point. And while they're going, what? She jumps out with the arrow she pulled from her own back. And stabs one of them to death. <laughs> Grabs his sword as he's falling and slices the other guy open. Yeah. And then While she holding looks at, the baby, no less. Yeah, yeah holding the baby. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a very good baby. He's not crying or anything. <laughs> and uh, yeah. looks up, sees some lights, and goes, oh, there's more of them. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, she's she's hurt through that process and um, and before that process. And she's... Now in the water, and by sheer will, she is determined to keep this baby alive. You know, and she does pray to the Lord Shiva, right? The Lord Shiva yeah. is, um, well, I think you'd know more about who Shiva is than I do. But I just I looked him up, okay. frankly. But Please, there, yeah. there's three main Hindu gods, and depending on which branch of Hinduism you follow. One of them is above the other two. And in South India, I think is where it's Shiva worship started. Um, Shiva is the ultimate protector god. So gotcha. he's the main god in the pantheon. So she's praying to God mm-hmm. to save this baby. Yeah. And then, you know, she is not doing well herself. You know, she's, she's drowning. But she holds this baby up with her hand out, up out of the water. And um, is seen by the, these villagers that are there who take – you'll go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, but her prayer is, for my own sins I pay with my life. Ah, yes. In Good redemption. Point. Yep. Very but nice. But save the life of this innocent child. Right, right. And so – at, right after she does that, she's got her hand up, holding the baby in one hand, which impossible. So mm-hmm. she's amazing. <laughs> and um, the baby's kind of crying. The water goes up instantly up over her head, and her hand's still up there. It's not morning yet, really. And the, light, the sun comes up, the villagers come down for water, and they're like, they hear the baby crying. They look out, and they're like, what is happening? Swim out, get the baby, and as soon as they take the baby, the arm goes under the water and she floats away. So it's a mysterious child who they name Shivu, which would be like an ad, a name like Shiva. Right, right. And so, you know, throughout that whole process, you know, it reminds me of Moses. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, clearly we're in this mythic mythic territory, right? This mm-hmm. uh, This deep storytelling myth territory which is so enjoyable a place to be <laughs> but um it's like you know this is the the story of moses you know uh turned up to 11 <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta hold the baby yes. in the air you know with your hand and stuff um, yes but but yeah just loved it you know so you know the the common story that 
cultures seem to have of the the child that comes from somewhere that is found in the river, you know, and raised, right? You know, it's it yeah, seems to be a common story throughout the world. And what's interesting about this is the story was developed by uh, the director who, um, if you see things with the S.S. Rajamuli name, watch them. Okay. And Scott mm-hmm. will attest to the fact that he did not resist watching Ega. No, no, I didn't. E-E-G-A, yeah. which can be hard to find, and that's about, it sounds ridiculous, but it's a romantic comedy <laughs> slash drama about a man who's reincarnated as a fly in order to save his lady love from the villain. He is quite effective. You're cheering for him by the end. So, uh, yes, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, so this guy's just imaginative, and his father is also quite good. And uh, actually an advertising executive will go, I wonder what if, and then they'll do a story. So, but anyway, so it's a modern story, of course, with all these ancient mythical things woven in, in order to tell all the other stuff they want to tell, which is really just a lot of very cool battles and some basic good and evil. Mm. And, um, but still they're using these elements that make you think of Joseph Campbell comparing all these stories. Sure. Yeah. Because you mentioned Moses, and one of the things that struck me about this is, in fact, this is the kind of storytelling where you go, oh, yeah, Genesis, the Old Testament, is really not a mythological telling of anything, because those people are all nuanced with shades of gray. Very rarely do you meet anyone who's all good or all evil, like, Mm. you know, Jesus is the only one I can think of, or not evil, but just compromised in some way, or doubting, or, you know, human, and these people have their problems. They can be misled or, you know, whatever, but they tend to be, there's no shades of gray. You're 100% good, 100% evil. Mm-hmm. You're on one side or the other. Yes, yeah. Or you're the hapless people of the kingdom who are like, well, you're the king. Well, you know, <laughs> sure, get out there and fight for you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting that you say that. You know, uh, you know that is um, a difference, I guess, in between – mythology and uh the old testament right Mm -hmm. um you know again we can go back to that tolkien and lewis conversations about myth and the myth that's true and you know how that kind of moved lewis towards christianity when tolkien um talked about you know yes you know god speaks to us through these stories you know he's the creator and these stories are in us and and um there's shades of the truth in all these traditions and um, you know, cause Lewis was asking, you know, well, what's the difference basically between Christianity and, uh, you know, the Viking writings or, or, yeah. or all that stuff. And he's, um, so Tolkien was just basically saying, you know, in the beginning was the word, this is, you know, how we're spoken to, how we react, you know, mm-hmm. the, we, we all humanity seem to be wired for story to receive right. it or to tell it. And um, that's how God speaks to us, right? And uh, oh, yeah. and the shades of the truth come out in in story all, and that's what we do on this podcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers right? crossed. Yes, you know, yes. trying to look for that reality in everything that we read or watch, and well, um, and but that's honest, what that's what's here, yeah. Right, and honestly, when I was saying it's like Marvel crossed with the Lord of the Rings, one thing those stories. Well, they don't exactly have the angst, but they show us shades of different kinds of personalities, different ways of reacting, you know, um, just to to go into that for a second. I mean, you know, you look at 
Faramir versus Boromir versus Aragorn. You have examples of different kinds of people with different flaws or good things. In this, you don't have that. And the same in Marvel, because that's a trend in Western storytelling right now, is I really can't relate to somebody if they're not also angsty and have doubts. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I found this refreshing in that nobody's doubting anything. You know, they're, they know what they want and they're going to get it. Even if they're good, they know what's right and they're going to do it by golly. Right. And so, um, it's, it's really nice to be able to kind of just relax into it and not have to be yanked around through someone's uncertainties sometimes. Don't Mm -hmm. you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. And I, and I like, you know, to look at that a little further, you know, the Lord of the Rings comparison you know, um, Tolkien wrote that through his traditions, you know, the right. Western traditions and the, you know, he was influenced by Vikings and Anglo-Saxon and, and all this stuff that he read as a professor. And this story is like that in that it's influenced by, uh, the Indian traditions, you know, um, and you're saying South Indian. So I, I don't know a ton of all about that, but here's the Hindu tradition. And, um, I imagine that there is stuff throughout this that I did not catch, you know, but, but Lord Shiva being an actual, one of the, you said three Hindu gods, mm-hmm. three main Hindu gods. I know three there's lots ones. of them, right. But, um, that Shiva is the protector makes a lot of sense right there, you know? And, and that's something yeah. I, I wouldn't have known, you know, I was just like, okay, that's a God. And, and that was enough for me, but to know that it, it adds depth. And I'm guessing that there's that throughout here that I'm missing. And I, we can only in our family see the very highlights. We're, you know, we only know a little more because we've seen so many Indian movies. And most of what we've seen are Northern or different Hindu tradition, which has instead of Shiva, they have, um, let's see, I think it's, yeah, Vishnu. Mm. He's another one of the three, but he's the main God in this other Hindu tradition. And so it's funny to see. His avatar is usually Ram, Lord Ram. So we're used to seeing movies where, oh, here's a statue of somebody who's all blue. That's Lord Vishnu. We better keep an eye out. Oh, here's somebody who's got, you know, bow and arrow. That's Lord Ram. Okay. We see kind of, those are the hints, like seeing a crucifix on the wall. Mm, Oh, you know, kind of the way the things are evoking here. And they do that a lot. And so... Uh, several times we saw in this movie an elephant headed god that's Lord Ganesha. Mm-hmm. He is the son of uh, Shiva, and I think Parvati is the main female goddess. She's the mother goddess. And, you know, there's a whole story about how he got his elephant head, which we won't go into, but he is the remover of obstacles. Mm. And very benevolent. And he is all over India. Everybody loves him. So you'll see him in any kind of you know, Bollywood, mm-hmm. any of this stuff. And yeah. also in these movies, of course, because he's related to Lord Shiva. And then also at some point you see, <laughs> this is my favorite. They're mm. going to go to battle against obviously barbarian people as we discover later. I mean, for heaven's sakes, they have clicking in their language. We know they're not <laughs> civilized uh, and many other signs of that, but they've got this giant statue of Kali back there. And she is this goddess with the most rockin' bod you ever saw. <laughs> but she's also the goddess of destruction. Ooh. Her destruction yeah. is, um, hold on, I have notes on this, but not very many. But she 
destroys things in order to protect the innocent. Mm. So it makes sense that she would be the one they have going into battle. And they're sacrificing before her and everything. And she is is known for the fact that she's she's often got more than two arms. And um, she is usually holding a severed human head. And then for her skirt, if you notice, it's it's, it's <laughs> a bunch of severed human arms that are strung together. Oh my gosh! To keep her modest, so you know there, there's no, there's no kidding around about what you're going to do to protect the innocent. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, I know <clears throat> mm-hmm. it's very different from anything in our tradition. Yeah, and um, she's <laughs> it's a real kind of a I don't think. Unless you've really looked into it, you can understand Kali very well. I'm giving the most basic description because she's also looked at as, you know, kind of a loving mother and <laughs> just like <laughs> that is one fierce mother, oh, you know. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so there's these, yeah. yeah, there's these gods and these signs of it and everything. And, but then they'll do things that we do understand that makes sense to everyone. And that's what you're saying with, you know, like Lord of the Rings, you don't have to know that Tolkien was Catholic or some of these things that kind of are just part of his worldview that are just included. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like Catholics would say the Limbus, the the journey bread from the elves that you can take a nibble of and it sustains you for a long time. That's like the Eucharist. Right, right. That sort of thing. But we don't have to know that stuff about the myth- mythology that's being broadly woven into Bahubali's story to know that when they're going to go into battle and the – Evil brother does what's expected. He sacrifices the bull and the blood spatters and it's all good. And now Bahubali needs to do it. He's like, there's no need to sacrifice this innocent animal. And so he he puts his hand on the sword and cuts his own hand and throws the blood on Kali and says, my blood is the sacrifice. Hmm. Well, the crowds go wild. Yes. <laughs> who doesn't love somebody who's self-sacrificial? Yes, Right. And that rises above any of those other things. We all understand that. Mm. And especially, you know, it's a tiny thing where Christians go, yeah, oh, yeah, we've got that in common. Yeah, right. At least with the movie. Yep. So, uh, we've gotten way away from um, talking about the movie. So, essentially, let me just really briefly say that what happens is young Shivu, the baby, grows up. He's adopted by a woman who has no child and says, the gods have sent me this. She is... um, at one point, they have these odd-looking to us idols that just look kind of like a pacifier, <laughs> in a sense, <laughs> stuck upright. I mean, yeah. so it's got a, a little bottom piece, but then there's a, a rounded part that sticks up, and they will pour things like milk or water on them or whatever, and that's the offering they're giving in worship. And she is pouring all this water on it because she's praying to the Lord Shiva that her son stays with her. He's longing to go up the waterfall and see what's up there. And she just knows it's dangerous up there because of how he he began in their world. And um, he shows how strong he is by ripping that thing up and serving his mother fully, which is one of his characteristics by taking it to put it under a waterfall where it is naturally got a huge nature worship uh, offering made in the mother's name. Mm-hmm. And so um, he's super strong. No one, no one knew it. He's devoted to his mother. He'll do what she wants, but he also really wants to get up that waterfall. So eventually, he he goes up there, lured by his lady love, visions of his lady love, mm-hmm. and he finds her. And she's part of a band of freedom fighters, whose goal is to free a princess who's been held captive in the main city of this big kingdom, and they've been trying to do it for twenty five years. 
And his uh, love, Avantika, I think mm-hmm. is how you say her name. Yeah, spoiler for anybody who's already cringing over what we don't know. How to pronounce <laughs> these names is one of them. And um, she is supposed to go free her. And he says, I'll do it for you. What's yours is mine. And when he goes in there, he discovers people seem to recognize him. And he finds out he's got a part of this story, too. And so someone starts to tell them the big, huge flashback that's most of the movie of the story of Bahubali. Yes. Right. And here's where the double role comes in, right? Yes, because he looks just like his father and he acts (laughs) just like his father. And so um, I will say you will not find anyone who is better at conveying charm. Maybe he's just charming (laughs) is how you say it. I mean, Prabhas is... Charming, and when he's angry, he's angry, and when he's when he when he loves his mother, he loves his mother, and it's all just in his face. He has the sweetest smiles and the most disapproving, drawn together eyebrows. I mean, I love Provis, <laughs> and he's also very good looking, ladies. That's cool, Provis. Yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. got one name, right? Provis. Yes, that's cool. <laughs> That's kind of South Indian, too. Is it? They'll okay. go, yeah, well, you know, their real names are so long. If you look at the credits, some of these names are insanely long. And so they'll often just go by initials. So the director is S.S. Rajamuli. But probably his first two names are super long. So they'll uh, use double initials. I see. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm looking at the like, cast, and there's a number of them that just use one word, it looks like. Right. Yeah, and they'll Prabhas just have one name. Sath Yaraj. And Nasar and Sudip and mm-hmm. Prabhakar. Yeah, so Rohini. Yeah. yeah, interesting. And I kind of put it like if we had movie credits, and because when we're talking about somebody, we just say Denzel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know who Denzel is. Yeah. Same thing. They right. just do that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's what launches you into this epic tale of that's really Shakespearean once the family story is revealed. Yeah. You yeah. have the good, good brother, <laughs> you have the bad brother, and there's no reason for the brother to be bad except that he's ambitious. He wants yeah. the praise that the mother may give to um, the other brother. Right. Jealousy. Baladeva or Baladev. Yeah, right. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's jealous. And he is um, in many ways nurtured in this by his father, who is just the worst. Yeah. And his mother. The Queen Mother is amazing. Yeah, she's fantastic. So, um, yeah. So, Ramya yeah. Krishnan is the actress. She is wonderful, and I'd love to see mm-hmm. her in some other stuff. Yeah, yeah. She was she was great. You know, so mm-hmm. she's you know the Queen Mother in this society is uh, she's the decider, right? Because she's, there's no king. Mm-hmm. Because when both the babies, so both the babies are born. Uh, one from the queen and one from um, the lady who later becomes the queen mother, essentially, uh, Sivagami. And, but the queen dies in childbirth. The father, the king, already died earlier. Hmm. So this baby should be the king, but the way they decided is different. And so she is the wife of the oldest brother, but the oldest brother was passed over for the youngest brother to be chosen king. So the oldest brother is extremely jealous. And I'm like, I'm seeing these biblical 
yeah. things or maybe right. Joseph Campbell things everywhere here. Yeah, and the definitely. Queen, yeah, mean, and the Queen Mother, though, yeah. is extremely fair. She says, well, I'm going to raise both these babies as mine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why she gets to be the queen instead of the older brother who was passed over being the king, but it's a good thing for the country. Yeah. But that's not explained and we don't care. She's amazing <laughs> and so fair and understands how to teach the kids so well. And yeah. so anyway. And then she's yeah. presented with that, the impossible task of, you know, picking which one of these will be the king. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, the, the, you have the jealous brother who, um, you know, if he, if and when, you know, he's decided against, reacts badly, mm-hmm. and uh, our hero uh, does not react badly. He, you know, we know that he would be fine with it if he wasn't. You know what I mean? But yeah. the people love him, right? So yeah. So let's not. Okay. So we're obviously kind of edging into spoiler territory sure, anyway. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. You owe it to yourself to watch these. Five yes, hours sounds yeah. daunting, but partway in, you're going to be on board, I think. Mm-hmm. It is so good. It's just fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And understandable mm-hmm. to people who don't know in- anything about Indian movies. I think it's just a huge adventure, right? Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Um, now we'll talk about <laughs> what you were saying, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I was just saying that, you know, the the personality of one brother – could handle not being chosen and the personality of the other brother could not handle not being chosen. Um, yeah. Because there's a point where the queen, uh, the queen has been manipulated and lied to. She can be deceived. Hmm. And the brother, the older brother has the advice of his father. Who's always been <coughs> scheming and no good as Katapa, the very loyal retainer who we'd all like to have be our best friend mm-hmm. besides Bahubali, um, he tells him. He says, "You weren't cho- you weren't passed over because of your withered arm. You were passed over because of your withered soul. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just awful." Yeah. And the son is perfect physically, but inside he's the same, and he's nurtured in that by his father. Yeah. So there is that the that father connection too. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's the only father. Yeah. That we really see in the whole thing, I guess. All the other male figures, besides these main ones we're talking about, are just kind of there to to be those people, but they're not they're not main characters enough for us to ever know them. But but it's full of very strong women. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it is, and it is. There's um, you know the queen mother, and then mm-hmm. you have uh, Devasina who's coming in yeah. later, and you have Avantika. Who mm-hmm. uh, is in the present day? I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, she's she's yeah. Shivu's girlfriend. Right, essentially. right. She'll yeah. be the new queen. Right. We know. Yeah. So, fantastic. Yeah. So it's not a huge cast of main characters. It is a cast of thousands. But right. Um, yeah. And we already mentioned this before, but the CGI in the first one, you can tell they did not have much money. So it's <laughs> not great. But you don't care. You just mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah. And the second one, they had a lot more money. They have all the monies in this in this second. They one have all the monies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Fantastic. they used them well, and they made all the monies. I think. Yes. Um, yes. It did well everywhere, and it still does well. I mean, it's on Netflix for heaven's sakes. Yeah. Yeah. So in two versions. Yes, in two versions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just so, so well worth watching. You know, like, like, I, I like that you called it Shakespearean. 
Um, but you just have these two brothers. And you can just tell the, immediately that this is going to be a clash, you know, mm-hmm. between these two personalities. But um, uh, one of them, I, I can't, I'm looking at the cast list here and Prabhas is listed as Shiv, Shivudu. Oh, but he, okay. they don't, they're not listing, holding. yeah, they're not listing his, um, uh, so Shivadu is, is the character of Shivu is his character in the present day, but they're not listing the name of his character in the past. And that's just by In the Bali. second movie, I think they do. Okay. Or maybe at the end of the first movie Yeah, they maybe do. they do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah. But, um, so yeah, so Bahubali is um, beloved by by everybody, right? Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, when, and then when they get into this battle, you know, the queen mother decides, well, I'm going to give you half the army and I'm going to give you the other half of the army and let's see how you do, basically. And uh, um, there's that scene, you know, where we talked, we alluded to the, the lawnmower scene um, <laughs> where um, the enemy that they were fighting put... Uh, you know, townspeople or villagers in the way between, right. you know, to, to protect them from the fighting, you know, right. so they, and so, um, Bala, Bala, his You'll full just name, call him Bala, the yeah, bad brother is Bala, Bala. Right. And they, they call him Bala yeah. in the movie, but yeah. Bala just mows right through them to get to the bad guys. He's the so worst. He kills villagers with his lawnmower. And then, um, but she, uh, uh, Bali figures out a way to save the 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 um the villagers and i loved how they did that you know how the director did that because you thought oh he's responding to his brother by doing it himself and and you think for Mm -hmm. at least for a moment that he's going to kill some people um but instead he saves them all yes he may he trips them and makes them all fall down so that he can go over the top of them and uh, right and get the bad guy well Mm -hmm. and it's funny too because this is it also so that personifies the difference between them. Right. Bahubali and good in general, their desire is to save the innocent. Hmm. And people who can't help themselves, they want to help. And of course this other guy is like, I was told if I kill this uh, enemy general, then a ruler, whoever he is, then I get to be the king. It's about me yeah. and what I want. And the interesting thing about that challenge to do that is that this is what the father says. He says, and whoever kills this person will become the next king. And there's some cheering in the, but the queen mother doesn't affirm it. She just mm. looks a little troubled. Yeah. And then after the general, or I guess he's really the, the ruler, but after the main bad guy and that says, you know, here's what I'm going to do to your mother. I'm going to kill both her sons. And then I, she'll have some new sons with me. And everybody's like, oh, because there's one thing Indians know. You <laughs> respect the mother. You don't yeah. talk about her like that. Right. And um, instantly she says, because she is a fierce woman too, she says, okay, do not kill him. Cut everything off, arms, legs, all this stuff, because I want him to know when he's dying and it was, it's going to be after a long period. (laughs) And so bring him to me alive. So Bahubali is trying to do that. He's trying to do what his mother said. This guy's doing what his father said, because all he heard was, and you'll be King. She didn't say that. She just said, here's what I order. 
he's doing what his mother told him to do. Mm. He's respecting her. And I have to say, talk about, you know, this is showing us the ideals of everything, right? The ideals of good, the horrible ideals of evil, but you know, it's what they can, these things can rise to at their extreme. Mm -hmm. And Bahubali shows us that in India, a really good son really loves and respects his mother and does what she says. So even when she's replaced him as she's named him crown prince, and then she's been lied to and she makes him instead commander of the army, he just says, okay, good for you, brother. You get to be king. (laughs) You're just like, he just got a smile, takes Mm. it on. He's going to do what he's told. And the only thing that upsets him is his mother's mad at him and she won't look at him. Yeah. Right. Because he had the temerity to say, you're not following what you taught me. When I was young, my queen mother knew the best of everyone. You're not doing it. And she's like, I don't care for this criticism. Mm. So she is a bit proud. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And he has that added um, impetus too with uh, he loves Devasina. Right. Right. And that's part of why he's doing that. You know, why he uh, ended up against her. Right. Because Mm. Bala has manipulated her. Right. uh, The queen mother. Yep. Yeah. Sivagami. <laughs> that was quite a, quite a moment. He says, yeah, I'm going to propose marriage to this guy's girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, that's going to really mess things up. And he was right. Boy, did it. Oh, but it got him where it, it got it where he needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. He's quite the little play actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And I, I just love how the whole thing was put together, you know, and um, like, you know, Kata, 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 Katapa. Katapa, right. Um, at the very end of that first movie, you know, oh. when he's like, "Yeah, this is all a really interesting story, but what happened to Bahubali? You know, why did he die? Guy. Yeah, <laughs> how did he die?" And uh, you know, Katapa had to tell him, "Well, he did it, right?" And then yeah. here you're left like, "What do you mean you did it? How how did that happen?" <laughs> Yeah. Yes, you said no warrior could ever beat him. No warrior could, but a friend could stab him in the back. Who oh, did it? I'll get him, says Sivu. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? Including oh, us. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, they show it in silhouette. Yes. The black figures against the burning flames. Right, it was right. like, no. <laughs> Cut. Oh, can you imagine? And I then imagine two years later, you get the Indian. other movie. Yeah. Going, you have to do the sequel. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then when that when they show us that part, really what happened, it's just heartbreaking because even though these characters are all bigger than life, you do learn to love them. You know, they have their personality, and um, you love Katapa, you love the Queen Mother, you love Bahu, especially. And he um when he dies, he's still regal and Hmm. thinking of others and you know he just he smiles at katapa Uh he doesn't hate him for what he's done right he doesn't understand it but and then he sits down and when he dies he's sitting in the position of a king Hmm. because they have this way they sit with one leg bent and one leg down and he's sitting there leaning on his sword when he dies and you're just like oh this is the worst thing (laughs) in the world and then the brother comes out of the flames or the smoke. Wow. And starts hacking at him in his revenge. And luckily we don't see the hacking. We just see the brother, you know, in his arm moving and the horrible things he's saying. 
But what that made me think is even not seeing it, the thought of it was just horrific. And for this expression of hatred and revenge and the idea of his Bahubali's body being hacked up like that. And it made me think about um, the importance of the body. Mm. You know, these days there's this idea, which is Gnosticism, that's been pulled out of mothballs and put back into the public eye of only your soul matters, not your body. And of course, that's not true. And we know it by our kind of visceral reactions to things like that. Yes, right. We're not shown it, but that's the worst thing he could do. And we're just cringing at it. Mm. And um, it just made me remember, you know, Catholics get it in terms of, and, and so do these people. Yes, yeah. Your body and your soul are one thing, you know. That's right. He's dead, <laughs> but his body still matters. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Um, did you ever see The 13th Warrior? No. Okay. I, I enjoyed that movie, but mm-hmm. um, there's a part in there where, um, I guess it's spoilerific, but um, yeah. a, a, a Viking dies. And okay. um, he dies sitting up. Mm. Right. He, he, he basically sits down and, and passes away. Okay. But he's got his sword right in front of him in there. And then um, it very much, it reminded me of that scene. Um, this one. And then yeah. um, I recently read uh, Njal's Saga, which is a uh, Viking saga. Um, and in it, there is a part where a warrior dies and they they bury him sitting up. And oh. so it's, it's like, uh, so it's interesting that, you know, in Indian culture, somehow that is meaningful. And in Viking culture, that's also somehow meaningful. And um, then that what you say about the body, it's just a, yeah, it's an interesting parallel yeah yeah and of course that's you know i mean i don't the gnostics i don't understand anyway Mm -hmm, but um mm -hmm. and i i don't under i mean i see where people say that but you know anybody's had the stomach flu as i've said before and all the (laughs) indignities that go with it no your body matters a lot (laughs) you're not singing and dancing because my body doesn't matter yes right and um, and in fact, I heard Father Mike Schmitz saying on his podcast, which gives the homily mm-hmm. that he's given wherever he was, he was talking about the Assumption of Mary, which was last Sunday. And he said, you know, what that shows us is that the body matters. <laughs> and there is a human woman whose body was taken straight to heaven. Yeah. Because your body matters, too. Yeah. It's not just about your soul. That is interesting. You know, and then you have things like um, when Mary, uh, very newly pregnant Mary, meets Elizabeth, who I think is six months along. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when they meet and the the bodies of the the fetuses that they are carrying leap, you know. Well, they just recognize, John. Yeah, they recognize. John leaps. John okay. the Baptist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a recognition, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's one of my favorite stories like yeah, that. Yeah, but there's a, you know, it's that's the body as well. Yeah, because that's the way he can express himself. Mm-hmm. Well, and there are other things that kind of echo for me just, and it's really mostly because I was thinking of talking about this. It's not the kind of thing that just hits you in the face, but it's just real, I don't know, like an illustration of stuff maybe. So... The queen mother, who we just love, her relationship with Bahubali 
made me think of King Solomon and Bathsheba, who was his mother. And in the sense that, of course, she has taken over until the real king is ruling. But in the, in the, the movie we just saw, they kind of share power. Where the evil king says, you know, I, I still don't have the power to order somebody's execution, so the queen mother has to do that. Well, when you're reading about King Solomon, there is a point where Bathsheba would always sit with him. Her throne would be there, too, near his. And people would go to her and ask for favors. Hmm. Now, she's looked at as a type of Mary because she can intercede for people. And it's because her power mattered also. He was not ruling by himself. She would give him advice. She would give him the history of what was going on. She'd give him a different context. And that was real common in the ancient world. And so a movie like this is leaning back on that stuff in their ancient world and also showing some of those things too. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I really kind of liked that as an illustration. And I also uh, have been listening to the Bible in a Year podcast where it was talking about David and Absalom. Mm-hmm. So Absalom <laughs> made me think of the evil brother. So he's people are coming to see his father David, and he's like, "Oh, he's so busy, but I can help you." And so for four years, he is just being Mister Nice Guy and building up his own supporters, so that when he finally decides it's time to take the kingdom from David, he has very subtly and carefully been building up his base. And so the evil brother has been doing that with the queen, you know, very yeah, carefully mm-hmm. and slowly. Yeah. Oh, I'm just glad my brother's going to be king. And, uh, you know, I don't mind any of this stuff. That's fine. You know, and it's just um, because of the royal family part of it and the ancient part of it. And then the Shakespearean part of it, you see these echoes everywhere that when I was reading or listening to scripture, it was just kind of coming alive for me in a different way. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and that, that's what's cool about, you know, the reading and the watching that we do here. You know, <laughs> it, it just feeds that all the time. You know, just, just the way we read things has really enhanced my life. <laughs> so, thank oh, me you. too. Thank you, oh. yes. Mm. <laughs> I would never have thought of any of that. Yeah, so. yeah. It just kind of, it all feeds together. One reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One, one thing I wanted to make sure that we talk about is um, there's this uh, ritual that the queen mother goes through where she carries yes. fire fire on her head. It's like a incense or a, a, a embers or coals mm-hmm. on her head. And she In needs bowl, to yeah. right, and she needs to walk a long distance uh, without losing pace all the way to the destination, and then she dumps the the uh, fire into a, kind of a cauldron. Um, and that is just the most amazing metaphor for life, you know, because she's got to trust that her path is going to be clear, even if what she sees right in front of her is that the path is not clear. But right. she has to continue to walk at this pace and trust that whatever needs to happen will happen to keep her path clear. Um, even when she sees an obstacle right in front of her and <laughs> and she does it, she, like she trusts. Yes, and, um, and it works. Sometimes, sometimes a giant statue <laughs> head will fall right in front of you when it's needed, right? So, well, yeah, and yeah. it's... It's and it's wonderful in this movie because the second movie is bookended yes. by it starts off with the queen mother 
doing that. What a beautiful because moment. It, yeah. Yeah. And it ensures both, both of the them well, are beautiful moments. Both well, of them. Exactly. And, and they mean a lot because they're, they're illustrating, you know, they're showing us these things. So the queen mother's doing it and they're explaining the little ritual. And so she's going along and the people are all throwing flowers and cheering her and everything. And, um, but there's a rogue elephant that is, you know, going to trample her. And then mm. Bahu Bully's up there and he sees it and he knocks the elephant out of the way. And I have to say, that's one of the most charming bits where the elephant's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And Ganesha's there and he's kind of bowing to Ganesha like, oh, mm. sorry, Lord Ganesha. Uh, so it was a wonderful moment. And then um, she does it. And then at the end, of course, it's um, Devasena who, as establishing that she's the queen is going to do this. And yeah, this huge was, battle mm-hmm. is going on everywhere around her. But she's surrounded by Katapa, Bahubali, uh, his girlfriend, you know, the loyal people who are going to make it happen. Well, at the same time, they're being attacked, of course, fiercely by the evil brother and all this stuff. And so we don't see people able to intervene because everything around her is bigger than people. Yeah. So there's a wall of flame. And there's a huge that she's got to go towards, and she is just marching along. She's fine with it. She's got this amazing, fierce look (laughs) on her face. And as the two brothers are battling, there's a huge statue that was erected of the evil brother. And it gets knocked over and ruined. Of course, that's very symbolic. But the head comes off and starts rolling. And as the head rolls, there's a river right behind the wall of flame. It hits the water, (laughs) which puts out the flame. And it comes to rest in the river, right in the perfect way that she could walk over it. And is there anything more symbolic than that's Shiva, Lord <laughs> Shiva going, and guess what? His reign is ended. You know, you just walk on his yeah. face. It's fine. You walk on it, yeah. Um, and then, of course, the fire that she lights is the sticks that she was gathering for Bala's funeral pyre. <laughs> And Bahu makes sure that happens. And yes. so does Lord mm-hmm. Shiva. That's when you see the figures in the clouds. I'm not sure who they were. Yeah. But yeah. um and the lightning coming down and it's very beautiful. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's totally epic. It, I mean it's chills even. Um but, it's just wonderful. Yeah, and I liked mm-hmm. the point you made because that hadn't occurred to me. She has to trust. In both these cases, we see the extreme trust, but especially for Devasena. She has no reason to trust, but she's like, by golly, I'm doing this. Nothing is stopping me, which, of course, is the quality that you need for somebody who is doing the God's will. Right. And, uh, yeah, that I had uh, a quarter of that trust in my daily life would be amazing. <laughs> you know, that that fierce yeah. look walking forward and saying, yeah, I, I trust that this is all going to work out. That's true. You know, you know, you know, God tells us not to be anxious. Um, yeah. But, uh you know, at least here I am being anxious almost daily, <laughs> yeah. you know, to say, Hey, quit it. You know, you try, try to stop it. But, uh, but yeah, but that, I mean, you, you just, I just watched that moment. It's, it, that's a teaching thing where, you know, I, I felt that mm-hmm. thought it was great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and at the very end, in case we didn't get it, it shows the broken pieces of the head of the statue now being washed down that water, down the waterfall and we didn't mention this, but at the very beginning, the thing that interests um, Shivu in going up the waterfall is a mask floats down. Mm. And it is the, after he's been praying about 
do I go up the waterfall, you know, and he's placed the altar where it needs to be. So his mother's wishes come true, which of course they didn't. And um, because he has to go up that waterfall and um, he sees the mask and it fascinates him. And that's what sends him up there. Well, it's a mask of his to be girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And then it ends. I mean, they don't miss a freaking trick. No gun (laughs) is shown that does not go off. So down the waterfall comes this head broken into pieces resting by the altar that we had totally forgotten, of course. That's right, yeah. But, and it's essentially going, things have been set right. Yeah. Your proper worship and trust set all this into motion. Yeah. I mean, and that's a beautiful moment, too. And we'll get those signs in our own lives of, you know, no, thank goodness, giant statue heads crashing. But (laughs) we see small things because our lives are smaller. Yeah. That are the signs of something is going on. Cooperate. Just go along. Don't worry about it. Or um, this happened. Yeah. I'm pointing it out to you because you might not have gotten right. it. Right. And, and that's that's how it goes in life all the time. You know, like um, you don't know what's going on. You don't, you don't <laughs> yeah. see the picture, right? So they set something in motion that they don't quite understand. And, and how many times in life after something you look back and say, wow. There, mm-hmm. there, there was something to that that happened, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know it's it's like you know uh, you know a daily examine or something you know where you look mm. back and you try to find uh, God's influence in your day. Right. Um, that you know it, it, you you need to stop and look back sometimes, but you know it's it's not always as obvious as the the head next to the to the. Um, <laughs> Well, what, what did never. you call? What did you call that thing that um, they he moved into the waterfall? Um, it's just an it's an idol. An idol, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's not it's not as obvious as that all the time, but um, <laughs> sometimes it is, which is amazing. Well, and in that mm-hmm. sense, that takes us back to the conversation after the idol has been moved. I believe is when the mother goes to the old uh, holy man of the village. Yeah. Who and she says. So he moved it. And he goes, you sure did. And she says, so does that mean my wish will come true and he'll stay with us and not go up that waterfall? And he's like, only Shiva knows. Who knows? Not me. And she yeah. goes, well, does that mean this? And he goes, only Shiva knows. Who knows? Yeah. So it's like, God's going to do something. How do we know? Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but definitely the idol's there. Definitely you did that thing. Go forward. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that I mean that that's our our constant lesson of, you know, about prayer. It's like, you know, you're you're praying for a very specific thing sometimes, but sometimes that's not what God has intended. Mm-hmm. Um, but he intends good, right? So, right. um so the thing is, you know, something else might be happening and um you might be missing it, you know. Well, so. yeah, and he also intends you to ask for those things anyway mm-hmm. some of them will happen some won't but what it shows those that shows is that you know he cares about what you want and he can and will act in history if it's in your best interest and everything you bet yeah. i don't know if that makes sense i mean you can't count on that but you certainly can go and say you know i'd really love this yeah and you're you're talking to him like a person then mm-hmm. you're trusting mm-hmm. your father at that point with what you want. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, again, you know, uh, this movie, even more than some of the other ones we've watched, but uh, in all the Indian movies that we've watched, I've been super impressed with 
this religious underlying content and how similar it is to us, mm-hmm. you know, to, to our in feelings some elements, in some right. elements. Right. Um, yeah. Which again leads to that, you know, this one reality thing, you know, that's, that's just <laughs> underlies everything. Um, you know, the more we look at that, the more amazed I am that, you know, there's, there's just so much in common. Yeah, because it's what is the basic human human understanding of God, and how has it gotten through in our culture to us? And sometimes it's gotten wrong, so that's not the same as ours. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Hinduism is extremely different, you know. And we're yeah. Catholics; we're mm-hmm. going to say, you know, ours is the truest picture of God. Ours is right. But it doesn't mean that there aren't all these other aspects that we can see and appreciate being echoed everywhere. And that's, of course, what we hmm. are looking for when for we do sure. the podcast. Absolutely. And we keep finding it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy. So, uh, did you have anything else? Any amazing moments? My goodness. Um, there, there are just There's so many. There, there are just so many amazing moments. But I was just so impressed you know, with the battle scenes, too. I mean, we've, we've mentioned those before. But they are... <laughs> Just incredibly epic, you know. Yeah. I, I think the first time I saw a battle scene that I was amazed by was um, Braveheart. Oh, when, I haven't seen it. When yeah. I, I say amazed by, meaning that I really felt a reaction to it, a deep reaction to it, what was going on in front of me on the screen. Mm. I was like, holy cow. It, it, it's almost like I felt a little piece of what it might be like. You know what I mean? Got it. And um, but this, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings had happened before this, the movies and things, um, and this is, you know, totally mythic and fantasy. Um, but uh, they, they, they were just incredible. <laughs> um, what, what was uh, what was that movie? Was it Three Hundred? Oh yeah, it yeah. Was kind of I think you actually mentioned right. you. Um, you mentioned that to me. You said, ah, oh, you know. Kind of reminded you of three hundred in yeah, that, you know, the yeah, it's like three hundred, right? There's this, um, I don't know, almost a choreographed thing mm-hmm. happening. But you know, when you get down to the to the personal level of the average soldier on the field and things, that was stunning what they did mm-hmm. um, over and over. <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Well, and I have to say, for me. I loved the most was when he is in the um, he's on his tour of the different kingdoms mm-hmm. and he's in the kingdom where he finds you know the princess who he will marry <laughs> but the bandits are attacking and uh. he's like I have a plan and Katapa is talking to the cattle herds <laughs> and suddenly you see this it shows it from the bandits point of view and here's this river of light thundering their way we don't get it in all the cattle it's like they're um not quite Texas longhorns, but they've got these incredibly long horns and they've all been set on fire. So of course we don't have to worry because the horns never ba- burn down, uh, but uh, cause it's epic. And so they're like this river of fire thundering up this road and on their back running from back to back comes Bahubali. Cause he suddenly realizes they're going right for the dam. I need to open the dam up <laughs> and drown all these bandits. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think you can get a better view of Bahubali than that. It's amazing. Oh, so good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that whole time when he was in that, um, that kingdom and he was pretending not to be who he was, that was fun uh, stuff. 
Yeah, that's was, and that's kind of the slapsticky like, yeah, stuff. Yeah, comedy. Like, yeah, it was comedy. Yeah, well, <laughs> and so much posing when she's singing the song to um, whichever festival was supposed to be happening. It was just the women's festival, so she's singing it, and it has the double meaning where it's also singing to him, and he's kind of just listening to her with a wonderful smile on his face, and then he's going to sleep on that branch of the tree the way you do posed perfectly um i can only imagine it was probably some godlike pose that they're used to with one knee up and all this stuff and it's like oh my gosh oh wow it was so perfect <laughs> so very <laughs> good at the same time yeah yeah oh, i love it so here on the the wikipedia page i just thought this was interesting just the uh, indian movie industry but it said here uh, the conclusion, which is movie number two, mm-hmm. surpassed PK, another movie that we watched oh, yeah. here, to briefly become. It says briefly become the highest grossing Indian film of all time. So if I wonder. I wonder film, what that's... has changed or what has beat this one. And oh, how, yeah. how have we not watched it yet? Is what I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Dawn Two, and I don't uh, want to watch Dawn Two and talk oh. about it. So that's okay. But. Um... <laughs> But I have watched it. Uh, cool. <laughs> well, we have more Indian movies in our future, though they might not be the highest grossing. But Wonderful. I will say, for a South Indian film to be the highest grossing in India mm-hmm. is amazing. Wow. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Says they you know? sold an estimated 100 million tickets during mm-hmm. its box office run. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say, of course, there's other sales. Some of us have yeah. the DVDs for both of them. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> In case Netflix decides to take it off. <laughs> for some unknown we, reason. Yeah. Oh, my and goodness. We, yeah. And we need inspiration. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I really, really did love it. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say about it? Oh, no. That was it. Just okay. you know, once I got the... The River of Fire on the, the cow's horns <laughs> yeah. going. That was it. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. It, it is it is fun. It is um, five hours of fun. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Epic goodness. Yeah. So I would I would recommend it without hesitation. <laughs> Fantastic. For sure. For sure. Yep. Um, and PK as well. Yeah. If you haven't oh, watched yeah. PK, I would recommend that too. That's a fun movie too. Well, okay. So what is next up for us? What have we got? Something really epic with a lot of sword fighting. <laughs> oh, well, yes, uh, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep that trend, That's right. trend going. That's right. Um, John Paul the Great by Peggy oh. Noonan. That's what's no coming up next. Fighting, no sword fighting, but a lot fighting. of spiritual battle. Yes, some spiritual battle, right. From a real father, cool, a good father. Fun. Yes, I'm looking forward to that again. Yeah, oh, that'll be that a reread book. for me. Yeah, it's very good. Well done. Mm-hmm. Wow, that'll be interesting to read in the context of the world today. Um, I'm, I'm oh, just brother. really curious as to what that says to us now. Yeah. Uh, but that'll be very good. Mm. Maybe this is one of those unintended connections that we need. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. it's the mm. mask floating down the waterfall. It could be. Pay it attention, could be. guys. Yes, I think Hello. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Right. Very good. Very good. Okay, good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. And thanks, enjoy well. your five hour film. <laughs> you should get done just in time to hear the next podcast. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, all. Oh, bye bye. Bye bye. Bunny, 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 rah, bunny.